Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How does Congress and corporations chart your destiny when involved in a car accident? ERISA. This legislation Congress developed with too much input from corporations and not enough concerns for the sick or injured individuals, in my opinion. Why is it important for you to get involved in getting ERISA reformed? Because your future and many others may depend on it after a car accident. Most injured people live from paycheck to paycheck and therefore do not have the resources to compete with corporations. In fact, in my opinion, people aren't even making it from paycheck to paycheck, and that's why you see all those credit cards that are astronomical that people can't even afford to, to actually use today, from, for the most part, in my opinion. These corporations have lobbied our legislatures, which impacted written legislation on ERISA. And unfortunately, these laws lean heavily in favor of companies, leaving many employees living in poverty, while benefits that should be gone go to them, actually, go to corporate investors. If you are expecting your long-term disability insurance to provide a safety net in case you're injured, I mean seriously injured, you might want to rethink it. Most policies replace approximately 60% of your income. Do you hear that? 60% of your income. And most people, most of 100% of their income is usually going out every month. Maybe 110, 120, and that's why those credit cards are being used. This amount could actually even be reduced further if the policy requires that you apply for Social Security Disability. And upon approval, further reductions are made to 20% approximately of your income. So therefore, they were not even going to be paying 60%. They'll only be paying out 20%. Where does this come from? How did that happen? ERISA. And if you're denied, this leaves many truly sick and injured people with a great deal of suffering and losses. Are you a victim of ERISA laws? Has your employer kept benefits instead of paying employees? Because the current laws have, you know what, no penalties. I'll repeat that. They have no penalties for this type of actions or behaviors when employers said, oh, we're not going to pay you. Sue us. Just sue us. Because they know most people can't afford to. What? Sue them. How many people you know who've extended their credit cards have five to ten grand just laying around? Because you'll have to pay you the attorney that you had to hire to sue them to get your benefits, right? So that's just definitely problematic. So, but if you're a victim of ERISA laws and your employer has kept your benefits and, and actually uh, done it again because of not having to pay any penalties, if you go to court, 
And the judge finds that they should have paid you. They pay for all the suffering and agony and losses that you may have had up to that point, meaning losing your home, maybe your car, maybe your your telephone, you not not being able to feed your children, not being able to go to the doctor. I mean, talk about a list that's endless. That's the one. So join me right now, Estra, today for a discussion on employer ERISA benefits and policies by dialing 718-766-4385 to share your comments. Okay, that number again is 718-766-4385. Thank you for joining me today, this February 22nd, 2014. By the way, 214 Car Accident Weekly Planners are available, and you can stop by my website anytime during this year if you're involved in a car accident to pick one up. Having both my book, Car Accident by Estra, and the 214 Car Accident Weekly Planner makes organizing, documenting, and information retrieval easier. So stop by under Estra's Car Accident Help uh, out on eBay or my official Estra official car accident site for more information. So you can spend time reading, watching, or listening valuable information for wisdom, knowledge, and support. As a disclosure, I will soon have a lawsuit filed against S.C. Lavalin Constructors, Incorporated, and LifeWise Assurance Company. Today, we will spend our time talking about what is ERISA and how it protects your employer, typical employee experience with ERISA, attorneys and ERISA, documentation of your experiences, and ERISA reform petition to Congress on change.org. Most self-insured employers are well-funded and desire to be the insurance company for their employers. However, most employees, in my opinion, do not realize it is actually their employer who insures them. When yearly changes are made, most do not recognize they are not improvements in most cases, but reductions in coverage. One of the most important aspects to realize is that without employment, this coverage is what? Terminated. Which, if in a car accident, can be problematic. Your employer can be the administrator of the benefit plans, they can contract it out, or they can have some mix of the two. The important thing to understand is, from my perspective, they are running the show. Can such a corporation not be biased when it's their bottom lines that are being affected, when it comes to their employees or investors, who will they side with? And when vast amounts of resources, power, and skill are placed on the corporate side, how well can an employee fare? You know, how, how are they going to do against all of that? Much has changed since 1974 in America, but ERISA laws have not kept up with the times, in my opinion. Perspectively speaking, in the 70s, employers and employees seemed to have respect and loyalty to help build each other up. This was not just executives, but extend to the majority of people employed. But something changed. Companies began moving their uh, jobs overseas, leaving many citizens without jobs and without hope of great upward mobility. Front and center stage seemed to be corporate and investor profits. 
at the expense of the average worker. With our commitment to loyalty and fairness, it became a work environment of every person and every company for themselves. How can the rules of the 70s protect the sick and injured in 214 when the rules have certainly changed? The Department of Labor states the employee retirement insecurity, or insecurity I suppose should be, excuse me, the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, that's known as ERISA, is a federal law that sets minimum standards for most voluntary, voluntarily established pension and health plans and private industry to protect, uh, actually to provide protection for individuals in these plans. I have to stop for just a minute. Now, they're supposed to be protecting the individuals in the plans, but some, but between 1974 and 2014, something happened. In my opinion, the individuals in these plans are not being protected. Okay, a lot of them are being hurt because the things that the way in which this was supposed to work, in my opinion, isn't really working anymore. I'm going to go on here. ERISA requires plans to provide participants with plan information, including important information about plan features and funding. I'll stop here. And that's basically when you go to work, you get a job, they give you this uh, plan of the ben- or their benefit package, and it has all the information, a summary plan of those benefits contained. I always say this, remember to look at what? The fine print, because that's really where it's going to get kind of hippie. I'm going to go on here. Including important information about the plan features and funding provides fiduciary responsibility for those who manage and control the plan assets. Okay, a lot of times companies don't say, hey, "By the way, we're your not only your employer, but we're your insurance company." You usually don't get that. So, but they require these plans do require to establish a grievance and appeals process for participants to get benefits from their plans. I have to just say. I just don't see how they can actually achieve an appeals process when they're both the insurance person, the employer, and the person uh, actually evaluating the appeals process. Ooh, something's wrong with that picture, right? And it says it gives participants the rights to sue for benefits and breaches fiduciary duty. Yes, but how, like I said before, how many people have 5000 or 10000 to actually take their case to court? You're asking people who have no money, who've lost their job, who are sick or injured, to actually say, okay, we're going to go sue this company, which typically has more resources, more funding, and actually has a lot of community behind them because they've actually been paying out in different areas. And so they've got a lot of things going for them where you have most individuals with very few of these things. So... There's also, it's called uh, the Department of Employee Benefit Security Administration, and its its acronym is EBSA. I'm going to say that again, EBSA. And they actually have a list of all the requirements that are out there, not only for ERISA, but other health plans as well. So I just want to summarize and say ERISA was enacted in 1974, and it was an act to provide for, for pension reform. And that's where it started. So maybe it kind of got off track because if you look at pension reform and the, the recent crash we had, a lot of people lost a lot of money. Now that 1% has made almost all, I'm sure, their money back and more. 
But the poor, the middle class, who are they? They're a lot worse off than when they were before. Excuse me, and many haven't even got their jobs back. Okay, this legislation was actually introduced by John Herman, which was a Democrat of Pennsylvania, and this was in January or January 3rd, 1973. Okay, it was actually passed by the House and Senate in 1974. You can see sometimes we can work together as a Congress. So, and the president who signed it into law was President Gerald Ford in September 2nd. 1974. Our current work environment is very much different today than in 1974, and the needs and protections of employees, in my opinion, have changed. Therefore, it is definitely time to review and update ERISA. In my reviews of employer treatments after requesting short-term disability is that most companies make a determination which allows injured or sick people benefits for the term of that policy. However, when these individuals are moved from short-term to long-term policy, many are approved for shorter periods of time, with many employees not realizing that typically after two years, many employers deny their claim and force them to fight for their benefits. Many corporations know that many individuals are either too sick or hurt to fight them for benefits and do not have the resources to start litigation or are concerned about coming up against a company with all the resources necessary to keep them uh, to keep the trial actually going on for years. All the while, injured people are struggling to get by physically, emotionally, and financially. Wrongly terminating benefits, in my opinion, happens quite often with little recourse for employees who are one paycheck away from losing all that they have in most cases. Many companies provide work fairs, which provide them with uh, a stronger hole, in my opinion, because if employees receive care within this network, it provides care workers with more income and creates a loyalty to the company and not necessarily to the employees they treat. They may perhaps want to return in hopes of obtaining actually more patients. Therefore, you want to make sure or you actually might want to think twice before choosing a care uh, service from this pool that you receive from your employer. Yet many sick and injured go through the process hoping for a fair and just outcome and to no avail in many cases. Many take it as far as they can. And this is a good thing because you need to do all that you can and that uh, all that is expected that you can do. The rest of it has to rely on the people with the power. Unless, of course, Congress decides to level the playing field. I need to repeat that again. Congress, please level the playing field. Make it a just place not only for employers and their lobbyists who have free access to you, but those who actually vote, like in 214, you know, we vote, and that we're you're there because of us. They pay you and lobby, but one day we're going to wake up, and I hope when we all wake up and vote in 214, hint, hint, that you'll realize that we're the ones that you need to be concerned with more than the lobby. To recognize it is definitely time for the revision in ERISA laws. 
When people look at their government to hold the reins of corporate responsibility, one can only hope that they will also do the job with integrity and justice, because this is one of the most important gifts Congress can give to their constituents. Regardless of the outcome of ERISA law on your benefits, realize your life will go on no matter the difficulties. It is important to realize they are not your only hope. You are your hope. Your dreams keep life positive. And regardless of your injuries, if you continue to seek out good things in your life, you will find them, even in the midst of a storm, fighting for your rights that you deserve and your benefits. Share your story. Many need to hear it. The shame isn't upon you, but those whose greed perhaps exceeds their conscience of doing the right things from my perspective. In summary, many people go from injury to short-term disability to long-term disability for about two years and then are cut off. This is quite common. So hope for the best from your employer that they will be fair and just but prepare for the worst so that you won't be surprised. Attorneys that actually uh, help clients with ERISA, um, uh, there's a wide spectrum of those who are uh, not very qualified, in my opinion, and very qualified. Uh, but I always recommend that before you actually make that choice, that you actually learn a little bit about what's going to happen and what the process is so that you can personally evaluate anyone that you might sign up for uh, or sign with uh, to take on your case, uh, if you can afford to. I think many many people aren't able to do that. But one of the places in which I found a lot of great information was a website of attorneys Dell and Schaefer. Uh, all the Department of Labor does have a great deal of information. But I want to give a, a couple quick quotes from the Dell and Schaefer uh, website about a couple of the claims in which they process. And the first one they have out on the website is the title called Disability Lawyers Win ERISA Long-Term Disability Appeal Against Hartford. Quote, Disability insurance lawyers Dell and Schaefer prevailed in an ERISA appeal filed on behalf of their clients when the Hartford Insurance Company wrongfully terminated her long-term disability benefits. The client was suffering from severe, progressive, and a chronic back and leg pain related to degenerative disc disease for several years. I want to stop here for just a moment. Most of the time, when your employer, they're your employer, they're also your insurance company, and they also are the people who decide your appeal, um, most of the time, in my opinion, they have enough information to to weed out credible and not credible claims. In my opinion, a lot of this stuff has to deal with wanting to pay and who's actually filing the claim. Let me go on here. Quote, Hartford uh, decided to terminate her benefits. Hartford claimed that they performed video surveillance on four separate occasions and observed her sitting for an extended period of time on one occasion. They also observed her walking without a limp on an occasion. I need to stop here for a minute. This is an example. First of all, they say they only they actually only followed her four separate occasions. I don't know. I personally know harassment and intimidation is real and that they follow you uh, all the time. Um, that's why you need to take a camera around so that you get their faces, their plates, their pictures, 
Some of these companies, they hire people who are not legally allowed to actually perform surveillance, but they do. Be careful because, yes, they might even hit you because they get too close. Some of them do not drive very safely. Um, so that's just a word to the wise on that. But wherever you go, whatever you do, be yourself. Don't stop being who you are. Do not let them harass and intimidate you to the point that it stops you from living your life. You've been injured. You're sick. You know you are. It's documented in your history. Continue to try to improve your life to do better. Do the best you can. And do not let someone who be, that decides that they don't want to pay you, and they would rather pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in attorney's fees or in surveillance rather than pay you what they owe you. You know, that's, that's really a tragic uh, perspective in my uh, opinion. But whatever they do, regardless of what they attempt to do, do the best you can. And that's the reason why I personally became an advocate, because I think a lot of it, the experiences that happen to people injured in a car accident because perhaps their employer doesn't want to play their claim or the insurance company or, and or both, that shouldn't be a reason for them to be able to give all their, their profits to their investors while many people injured in car accidents or sick live in poverty because they paid premiums and cases happen. In my opinion, there's something really unfair and wrong about that. But don't let me get, I'm going to go ahead and get back in the article. Quote, in August 2010, Hartford informed our clients that her disability benefits would be reinstated as they determined that she was disabled and unable to perform the essential functions of her occupation. Our law firm continues to handle our client's disability claim on a monthly basis. Okay, so there's two things I, I want to say here. The first one <clears throat> is you notice that he's saying that they have to handle it on a monthly basis. That means that they, for whatever reason, means that she's got to go on, I think it was a she, I'm not sure, uh, has to go on fighting with this firm to be able to get her benefits each time and she has to have the attorneys and so by the time it really gets over what is she really getting i don't know the amount of this claim so you need to know but what i'm saying from what she could be getting like a hundred percent of her benefits from her company that she paid premiums on that would be the right thing to do uh, but we don't see necessarily that really happening uh, very often another thing is is reinstating of her determining the her benefits. So that means that's a process that they want to do. They want to continue to monitor over and over. Yet, what most of these, I don't know about this policy, but most policies have people actually log in or you have to actually sign up for Social Security Disability. And most people know getting through Social Security Disability is not easy. Most one out of three people initially are, or two out of three are initially uh, denied. And it's a major process. So most sick and injured people, first of all, don't have all the energy for this. They're just trying to survive and make it through. But all of these, in my opinion, obstacles are placed there to make it so much more difficult to, for people to receive the benefits that they deserve and the premiums that they have been paying on. Something is wrong with how we're doing this, and this really needs to change. Okay, I'm going to do another short, quick one here from Dell's. And Schaefer's uh, website. It's called Disability Attorneys Dell and Schaefer proved to Prudential that its decision to deny benefits was wrong. Quote, 
Our client was originally denied long-term disability benefits by Prudential after he was forced to make a claim due to persistent symptoms of related to a concussion he had previously suffered. He worked as a senior project manager for SNC Lavalin Corporation. Due to his symptoms that included post-traumatic headaches, vision impairments, decreased focus, sleep dysregulations, cognitive deficits, fatigue, dizziness, anxiety, blah, 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 go on and on. They list all of that on. It says, uh, he was forced to leave work on December 17, 2011. During this time of December 17, 2011 through September 2012, the client was unable to perform material and substantial duties in his occupation. Okay, I need to stop here for another second. There comes a point where they say, okay, for the first two years, you're not able to do in your occupation. After three years, it's usually, if you look in your policy, your benefit policy, that's why you have to read that fine print. It says, not then it's, it can do any kind of work, right? So it moves from your occupation to that. A lot of, uh, like, doctors and lawyers and dentists, they're really wise because in theirs they say, we're able, they have it defined as to be able to do their occupation, which the average citizen uh, doesn't actually get in, in their policy, which is something. So there's a lot of, in my opinion, things that are placed in this policy to try to help <clears throat> employers not to have to pay benefits. Because most people, if they're disabled, they're not going to be able to. And most people who are disabled, if they are approved by Social Security, have already demonstrated their disability, in my opinion. Okay, let me go on here. And it's amazing that they do that. And I think that they put it in policies, uh, in policies that require employees to actually apply for Social Security disability because they're hoping that it's denied, in my opinion, and that they can deny it, which is, to me, tragic. So it's just, I'm going to go on here for a, second, a quick second. It's after being denied in the letter from Prudential in May and December 2012, the client came in contact with attorney Alexander Palamara of Dell and Schaefer, hopefully I pronounced her name correctly, and she did the filing for the claim. So, and to make a long story short, it says that, uh, let's see here. Luckily for the parties involved, a copy of the claim had already been filed and produced to the client by potential. And I, let's see here, it says, armed with 20 days and a team of experienced disability specialists, uh, attorneys Dell and Schaefer, See here, Dell and Schaefer were able to um, turn this case around. So that's that's a, a good thing. Sometimes they're able to, and sometimes they won't. Uh, sometimes the connection. Remember that a lot of these companies are kind of connected in their community, so it might not be as easy as it appears to get people to, to take your case or to the outcome to be uh, what it needs to be, at least in my opinion. Currently, uh, do you have a lawsuit against a self-insured employer or a long-term disability company? If you do, make sure to keep good documentation, not only for yourself, but others who will share, who actually will share in the same circumstances. Perhaps one day, Congress, let me repeat again, Congress will decide this is way too many sick and injured people to suffer such an unjust fate and provide a fair and balanced risk legislation. So, 
Listeners, is it time again to write up an ERISA reform petition to Congress on change.org? Tweet me at Estra's Radio Show on Twitter or talking about you with Esther on Facebook and let me know because when you're ready, I'll be there. This is very important to me. I think it's time for reform. It's amazing how quickly our time can go. Thank you so much for being with me today. I also want to extend a special thank you to Audacity, internetarchives.org, and the musicians, which my blog will soon feature, because I do truly appreciate the artist. Also, there's an accident settlement survey now that's available that you can take to share your accident experience. And that's also on Facebook and at Estra's Real Show. And look for hashtag Estra's Accident Surveys. You'll see them. Um, also, I'll have a new survey out there by next week showing you about the employer and ERISA. So if you have an ERISA claim against employers, please go out and, and uh, take that survey. The more information we have, the better. So let's meet back here next Saturday, same time. What is it? 1.30 p.m., same day. What day is it? Saturday. And remember, no matter what, no matter what's actually happening to you right now, whatever you're going through, Keep your head up and never give up. The information contained on Talking About You with Estra, Estra's TV, is not inclusive in assisting individuals in discerning information related to a car accident. Individuals seeking specifics on their case should seek professional assistance. The First Amendment of free speech has allowed Estra's radio show and Estra's TV to state her opinions in addition to her guests and callers, which reflect life experiences. Talking about you with Estra is in no way liable for misuse of the material. For more information, contact Sunlight Publishing, LLC, P.O. Box 69082, Seattle, Washington, 98168. Thank you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.